This is Meet the Movie Press. It's November 16th, 2018. Today, we pay tribute to the late, great Stan Lee. Rebecca gets remade and Lethal Weapon 5, Ghostbusters 3. Plus Blumhouse Corner and the week's big releases and a little bit more. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now. Here's Popcorn Talks, Meet the Movie Press. This is Meet the Movie Press. It is November the 16th, 2018. It's a one-hour show, but a double show this week, because we're not going to be here next week for Thanksgiving. Uh, my name is Simon Thompson. I am the one in the anchor chair here. You can find me on social media at showbizsimon on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, well, I have a panel with me, um, and we're going to talk in a second. We're going to have a guest on the show. Uh, but first of all, the panel. Who are you, Dimitri? Uh, if people don't know you from the show already. Hey there, uh, Dimitri Panos, uh, at dmovies one. 701 and uh, you can find me here and meet the movie press and I also am on Anatomy of a Movie where we review shows and take a deep dive in dissecting the movie and all of its parts talk about its production what brought it to the big screen and all that fun stuff so it's a fans approach to talking about movies and we'll talk about what you're covering this week in just a, a little sure, while no uh, Kit welcome back to the show Thank for those you. who don't know who you are um, where can we find you and yeah. what do you do I am uh, Kit Bowen I'm at, at the movie Kit um um, I have been a movie reviewer for about 20 years now. I work for Rotten Tomatoes, Fandango, but I uh, edit ScreenPicks.com is my website. And I'm happy to be back, guys. Awesome. <laughs> well, it's good to have you back. Um, obviously, we, we usually start the show on something of an upbeat note. Um, but this week was a very sad week here in Hollywood because, uh, unfortunately, Stanley, um, as you will well know by now, um, passed this week at the age of 95. Um, the guy behind, well, basically anything Marvel. <laughs> um, the guy was an absolute hero. I had the pleasure of of meeting him uh, and interviewing him a number of times over the years um, and was particularly upset by this news this week. Um, someone else who uh, had the great honour of, of working very closely with Stan over the last couple of years and another of Stan's friends, um, Kevin Smith, is Paul Scanlon, who's a co-founder and CEO of Legion M. Um, we'll find out more about Legion M in just a second from Paul. But first of all, uh, Paul, welcome to Meet the Movie Press. Um, now, you and I, obviously, we know each other. We've spoken a lot over the last couple of years years uh, with your work with Legion M. But this year you guys held um, a very special um, ceremony for Stanley. Tell me a little bit about that and how that came about. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, we uh, we were truly blessed uh, to, to know Stan uh, the way we did and um, to have worked with him. And uh, Legion M, we're a, we're a fan-owned entertainment company, so we're owned by fans. And Stan was always really supportive of our of our company being a uh, fan oriented uh, icon himself, you know, and always really appreciating the fans. Um, Stan really, he got our business and, and he was always really supportive. And um, we, we recognized that Stan had not had his hand and foot imprint at the Chinese theater. And mm. here is a man who is responsible for, you know, some of the biggest blockbusters of our time. Yeah. And, um, so we, we organized together as Legion M and with Stan Lee fans from around the world to honor him and to immortalize Stan in cement at the Chinese theater uh, last summer. And it was, I have to say, it, it, I think it was one of the most memorable days of my life. 
Well, I mean, let's talk about that because I was very lucky enough to be uh, invited by you guys to, to come and sit in the front row opposite Stan and, and a lot of people from the Marvel Universe. I remember Kevin Feige was there, Kevin Smith, a big supporter of Marvel, was there. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther was there. James Gunn was there. I mean, tell me about what Stan was feeling on that day. We were all very excited to be there, but tell me what Stan was feeling and what he sort of was talking about on that day and how much it meant to him. Well, anyone that knows Stan knows just how how humble and and appreciative and kind he is as a person. I remember talking to him on several occasions uh, leading up to the day, and he was making jokes about having his hand, hands and, and feet manicured and massaged and getting them ready for uh, – and, you know, getting, ready, getting them ready to, to be put into wet cement. And, um, you know, honestly, I think it, it, it came through that evening. I mean, we had – you know, one of the things that Legion M wanted to do when we when we did this for Stan is, you know, really to honor him and to to give him the kind of lasting honorary um, endowment that you know ha- having this you know his hand and foot imprint at the Chinese Theater uh, would do. And I know Stan was really heartfelt by it. And what we did is uh, tip was quite unorthodox typically these handprint ceremonies are put on by the major studios Mm. and you know all the studio execs are there and the fans are on the outside on the other side of the barricade looking in wondering you know who's getting um honored today and we flipped that around uh we we made it a fan event so we invited fans from all over the world to come and to be there with stan and the chinese theater told us it was not only one of the biggest handprint ceremonies they'd ever seen as far as like people there and the amount of press and just the pure sort of publicity and attention that it got. But it was also really heartfelt because the fans were there supporting Stan. We were giving this honor to him. We had a party that night um, up in the Hollywood Hills. It was an amazing uh, party, an amazing party. yeah, Yeah. And Stan got up and spoke you know, he was there. It's, you know, it's not easy for him at that age to, you know, have the kind of energy that he has, but, Mm. and, you know, it was, um, leading up to it, uh, there was another sad event, you know, his wife, Joan, uh, had passed away just weeks before, um, the, the day that we were going to, uh, be having this honor. And so we were really sensitive to that because Joni was a huge part of Stan's life and, we wanted to, you know, give him time to grieve. And ultimately, you know, he came back. And um, I think this this day was really a, a spot of joy and happiness and an otherwise kind of um, mournful period for Stan. And uh, he was he was exceptionally grateful and just so um, effusively awesome and his i mean he spoke for almost an hour i think mm. uh in front of the the whole party and it, and he also got up and spoke at the uh event and as you mentioned we had chadwick boseman there and yeah. kevin feige and kevin smith was the mc it was it was really a day that that i think many people everyone that came uh, we'll never forget. Now, obviously, um, Legion M are going to, in some form, uh, basically carry on the work of, of fans. And obviously, Stan Lee is a fan as much as a creator um, of of 
what you guys represent. The next phase for, for Legion M, uh, I know you guys are entering a new range of funding at the moment. If people wanted to find more about Legion M and how to get involved with that, to carry on the work and the legacy and the ideology of people like Stanley, where can they find more information on that? Yeah, they can they can find us on all the social networks at Legion M Official, um, or they can go to our website at legionm.com, and it's got all of our background and the story behind Legion M, what we're what our movement is all about, and the the types of projects that we're investing in and producing, and including you know one thing, um, one of the ways that we really got to know Stan very well is we have a Icon Virtual Reality Interview Series. Yeah. And um, Stan Lee was our pilot episode, and we still have that footage in the can. The idea is to capture an intimate interview with icons like Stan Lee. Uh, we did it in Stan Lee's home with Kevin Smith interviewing him, and those two were really close. So it was a very intimate conversation. We had Stan's wife was there, and she joined the conversation for part of it. Uh, there were some really heartfelt moments during the interview where, you know, everyone on set uh, got choked up, including Kevin Smith. Uh, the love that Stan and Joni had was like truly remarkable. And we captured it at the threshold uh, with enough resolution that um, it actually uh, meets the threshold of what the human eye can perceive. So we use two red weapon cameras, uh, 8K cameras. So we have captured this interview um to be the you know the interview with stan that'll uh that'll last the the test of time paul i look forward to seeing that and uh, i look forward to speaking to you again soon thank you so much for joining us on the show today and sharing your memories of of working with with stanley over the last couple of years we really appreciate it thank you so much and give my give my best to jeff as well thanks thanks so much all right thank you for having us well, yeah, I mean, obviously, Stan Lee um, affected so many people in so many different ways. Um, I know I certainly my personal experience of Stan, I remember I interviewed him uh, for the first time at Islands of Adventure in Orlando when they were yeah. opening that theme park. That was a long time ago, yeah. long time ago. <laughs> uh, and he and I actually, um, we spent a good sort of 15 to 25 minutes and we sat, I don't know if you know the theme park particularly well, but there's a vehicle from Fantastic Four on the Marvel Super Island. Yeah. And we sat there and we were just chatting. And bearing in mind, this is Stan Lee and you're in the middle of like what is effectively a comic mecca for fans. Right, right. He just sat there and everybody who walked past could not believe that Stan Lee was sitting there talking to this dude it was for a radio interview. I need to find it somewhere, actually, and I'll post it online. And, um, and yeah, so he just sat there like, a, like a, a normal guy, just, you know, every night, go, hey, how you doing, Stanley? You know, and it's, you know, hey, <laughs> Spider-Man, doing the Spider-Man hands. And it was just, it was just incredible. And then I, over the last couple of years, since I've certainly lived in, in L.A., um, premieres, whenever there was a Marvel premiere, he would always be there. And just, you know, just to be able to, to talk to him, just for a couple of questions. He was very, very old. Um, and just to tell him that, you know, you loved him and you appreciated his work. And genuinely, you know, a lot of people who are in the industry, when you go up to them and go, oh, you know, big fan of your work. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, thanks. Stan really cared. Yeah. He genuinely still appreciated every single person, whether you were knee-high to a grasshopper or the size of the Hulk, you know, whether you were five or 95. He cared. Yeah. Um, and there aren't, there aren't many people like Stanley left in the industry. And I think he leaves um, an empty hole. You guys, your memories of Stanley? Well, actually, I, I have, I have, I feel the poorer for it. I never got a chance to ever meet him in any any sort of uh, iteration. I, I, you know, I, I guess I didn't really cover that many Marvel movies mm. per se. But 
you know, of course, I would see everybody's photos and I would read everybody's comments. And, you know, he is. He was just what Kevin Feige said right after he died was like, I just thought he was just going to live forever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it just it just seemed like he was just always there, you know. And I, I did hear he did get to do his cameo for Avengers 4. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and he appears in uh, in Wreck-It Ralph 2, uh, Ralph Breaks yes. the Internet <laughs> as well. Spoiler. Yes. Yes. So, <laughs> Spoiler yeah. about that. Whoops. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I, you know, he's he's just uh, what he left was. It's like it's it's even hard to wrap your brain around yeah. all of the you know amazing things that he did and and created and and what it all turned into. You know, Dimitri. Yeah, I mean, for me, growing up reading comics, and admittedly, uh, I was more of a DC person, right? But you. You couldn't get away from the fact of like reading Spider-Man, mm. Fantastic Four, Incredible Hulk. And I had a lot of friends who were... Incredible Hulk was his Hulk. brother. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, and, and then just growing up, like with, with Stan Lee and his passing right now, it truly is the an end of an era, mm. right? Of, of, of creativity, creating these superheroes that have, that have lived on forever, for, for Years and years and ages to come. And Stan Lee was able to do something. He was a personality. He was a creator, right? But he became celebrity mm. as well. Um, and I don't know anybody within that comic book world uh, who was a creator, an artist, uh, like who became Stan Lee. Mm. Mm-hmm. And and this is all through the seventies and things. He would he would have cameos and things on like the Incredible yeah. Hulk, which was on TV and things on the television show. And, and the as, truly awful <clears throat> Spider Man TV show of the eighties. Yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> truly if you can find that I know it used to be available on VHS. If you great. can find it anywhere. Oh my God, I used to love that <laughs> as a awesome. kid. But dear God, it's awful. <laughs> it was awesome. But he became a celebrity mm. and you know you're talking about premieres but this guy also showed up to almost every convention yeah that was that was afforded to him to go to so when you talk about uh his reach out to the fans mm. uh and you're right he was always appreciative he always loved it he always and it wasn't some people some movie stars play the part yeah. when they're taking photos sure. for him he was the part. Yeah, he was. Yeah. That was you know, him. that yeah. was him. Mm-hmm. He was that kid. He loved it. I mean, he 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 set up. Uh, he had his television show on Sci Fi Network. Yeah. Uh, he also set up um, Kamikaze, which was you know he set up his own convention, right. which is now become L.A. Comic Con. Yeah. Uh, nobody has done within that comic book world. What he's accomplished, and and he, and he was coming up at a time when when there was like Superman, Batman, things like, yeah. like yeah. these, and those people were great, and and re- but, representation of characters yeah. as well. I mean, the amount of people I know, certainly in the last year, obviously the massive success of Black Panther, <clears throat> the amount of people who are not necessarily super comic book fans or super into the world of Marvel. It was a galaxy and a universe in which a galaxy is kind of even bigger, you know, where there was something in, in so many characters that relates to you. And he was very much about inclusion. He was very much about peace and respect and diversity. Um, And I think to be honest with you, it's very sad that he's died at a time when that message has in many areas and unfortunately been lost. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we can talk a lot about, you know, how we should follow, 
certain rules and certain principles. But I think, you know, if you wanted to start a church that I'd support, support the Church of Stanley. (laughs) Because he was a very wise man with important messages. He wasn't preachy. And they were there front and center. A lot of people in the chat sharing their memories of Stanley this morning. And we will move on from this in just a moment. But Sky Patterson uh, is is talking about William Goldman, who we're going to get to in just a second. But also saying, rest in peace to the extremely creative, talented and intelligent Mr. Stan the Man Lee. Thank you for your incredible contribution to Marvel Comics and the comic book community. Um, this guy is saying, wish more talented celebrities when they pass are as loved and as honoured as Stan Lee was, especially female celebrities. Uh, Eric Z saying, you guys are so right, Simon. Uh, Stan Lee really uh, was a larger than life person as a creator. I would have put him up there with Walt Disney. I think that's entirely right. Uh, fa- this is from uh, Romina Jones. Fans should check out Kevin Smith's tribute to Stan Lee on his channel. It's two hours and a beautiful tribute as Kevin Smith tells stories um, about his time with, uh, with a beautiful tribute to Stanley. tells stories about Stanley. Uh, Sky Patterson, unfortunately, Stanley will not be featured in X-Men, Dark Phoenix, X-Men, The New Mutants, X-Force and Gambit, uh, the final Fox Marvel Cinematic Universe of films, but thank you for the contribution to the X-Men. Uh, Zeno Hour final on this, uh, Stanley's creation changed my life for the better. Um, the impact his creativity has had on the world can't be matched. And I think also for a lot of people who are outside the social circle, I remember as a kid... Um, watching a lot of his characters um, come to life on the small screen, either it was animated or or then on the big screen. Um, Really, they represented me, and they Mm -hmm. continue to represent me. And um, that means a lot. Yeah, so one other thing, too, before we get off with Stan Lee, is that he's definitely a person that they could make some semblance of a movie about. You know, and, and the sad thing is, too, is that Towards the end of his years, after his wife, I mean, he went through some, you know, he was taken advantage of by people, by caretakers and things. I mean, this is a, this is a tremendous story. Um, It sort of reminds me of the Michael Chambon book, Mm. The Adventures of Something in Clay. There were comic book writers in that era, you know, Mm -hmm. but if you think about it, and I think it would be amazing, mm. is to, to, to have a story about, you know, Stanley coming up in that time yeah. I, th- yeah. I think and I think that's inevitable. I think somebody uh, will, you know, will definitely be looking yeah. at that. And there are certainly a community of people who would do that justice. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we're, we're very lucky to be in that position. Mm-hmm. So yeah. let's see what happens with that in the future. Uh, also, let's talk very briefly about William Goldman, mm. um, the Oscar-winning writer of some incredible movies, yeah. incredible <laughs> movies, um, who unfortunately has died at the age of 87. Um, obviously, Princess Bride is one a lot of people are talking about today. Yeah. Uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance That's Kid. My favourite, one of my favourite. Um, Maverick. I mean, yeah. the Mel Gibson uh, oh. movie from the mid-90s, which I, at the time, watched so many times over oh. and over again. I mean... Another terrible loss. Um, amazing screenwriter. Um, re- he, he did the same movie twice. He did Heat for Burt Reynolds, and yeah. then he redid it. I think it was Wild Card yeah. uh, with Jason Statham, uh, who you know I have a very close bond with. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's a, a terrible news again this morning. Um, yeah. But, I mean, what a legacy of his work. Did you look through that today well, and kind of forget what he'd done? No, it's it's not just a legacy of his work. Again, another error gone by yeah um you know there were he had written books there were books written about him and his screenplay there Mm. were people who followed the plot points uh of his writing of screenplays and look like all screenwriters like anybody in the creative community Mm. you know he had some hits and misses not all of them were great but his great ones yes. were great ones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, and you yeah, can't yeah. take away from that. Whenever you saw his name in the credits, 
you win in. Yeah. Going. I mean, this he's, is going to be something special. He is special. like the quintessential, you know, <clears throat> screenwriter. I mean, and, yeah. Because you know, screenwriters nowadays are a dime a dozen. You don't know people's names necessarily. No. I mean, there's maybe five or six you can think of right. off the top of your head, mm. right? But William Goldman, you hear his name. It's like Stanley. You're like, oh god, right. William. But it's, like, it's a name that's always been on the screen for yeah. as long as I can remember. Yeah. Oh. yeah. You know, and people, you know, you, you wouldn't maybe be able to pick him out of a lineup if you saw him. If you saw him in, like, I don't know, a supermarket, yeah. you wouldn't go, oh, my God, that's, yeah, you that's Goldman. <laughs> you wouldn't do that, right, right. but you'd know, right. you'd know all the movies. I mean, someone, it, it, Glamoury is saying in the chat, good morning, Glamoury, um, Misery was Goldman's right. greatest adaptation. A Misery, I watched that just a couple of months ago. Wow. I, I haven't watched that since it was in theatres. Dear God, we talk about movies holding up. That movie is absolutely yeah. tremendous. I don't think James Kahn and I don't think Kathy Bates, both amazing actors with tremendous oeuvres, have been better than in that movie. Yeah, I think I mean, we talked about this. You know, yeah. I'm a huge Stephen King fan, and, mm. I, and when they made that, when they were, when I read that they were making that movie, I'm thinking. How are they going to do this? Yeah. It's half. I mean, I would and say it was three quarters when I, when movies. I, in, he's in his head. You know, I, I mean, it's him sitting there going, oh, you know, it's all the stuff. Yeah. How are they going to portray this? Oh my gosh, did they do? And a it was job. in the middle of a, of a kind of a, a swamp of really shitty yeah. Stephen King adaptation. And, yeah. and don't forget yes. who directed really it. Really bad. Yeah. Don't and forget Rob, who directed yeah, it. Yeah, Rob Reiner, too. Yeah. That yeah. was during Rob Reiner's reign yeah. as Mister Hundred Million Dollar Man director. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was putting out the hits, including Princess Bride. Yeah. You know. He, he was he, everybody in misery was at top form. Yeah, yeah. everybody, even the snow, even the, <laughs> even the and snow. And you know, I mean, you, you don't usually win Oscars for playing bad guys, but Kathy no. Bates just you yeah. Know. I mean, that she was, was tremendous. <laughs> um, people are talking about this. Uh, Zeno Hour, Princess Pride is still one of the best movies ever. Uh, yeah, hands down, hands down, hands down. I mean, I, I, this is something that really really makes my piss curdle with fury is when that, somebody has, has never seen The Princess Bride. Yeah. And I, I, I still, to this day, I buy a copy for them on Amazon and I send it to them so they can watch it because <laughs> everybody should see The Princess Bride. Yeah. I remember going to see that in a movie theatre in the UK. I lived in a town called Zer, a city called Swansea, uh, which is my hometown uh, at the time. And uh, the local movie theatre um, played The Princess Bride and it was literally empty. Like, literally, I was one of the few people in there. It was a big movie theatre. No. And I I just, I absorbed that movie. And I was telling everybody about it, and nobody would go and see it. And then gradually, over the years, when it came out on Vestron Video at the VHS store, then everybody kind of picked up on it. And it just snowballed. Yeah. Just, I mean, it's truly one of the greatest movies of all time. It really is. And I remember I went to a a, a screening, a radio promotion screening for the radio station that I worked at, really not knowing anything about The Princess Bride. And then at the end of the movie, you just go, again, it was a feel-good movie at the time. Mm. And the word of mouth, and and what was really amazing about it, I don't think the situation would work today, but back then when it came out, movies were given a little bit more time to breathe yeah. and let that word of mouth like it was a different sweep, time. It was a wave. Yeah. But it was a different they would, time. It was, but that's how it stayed mm-hmm. on top. Mm-hmm. And it became so popular. And then, yeah. you know, with yeah. the advent of video and everything. But I just remember 
seeing that movie, not knowing anything going in and coming out and, you know, yes. being loving Princess it. Buttercup. But I have to say, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid is probably <clears throat> my favorite golden mm. script. Yeah. I mean, I love Princess Bride, too. But tremendous. And tremendous. Butch I mean, Cassidy the- just... Ugh. Papillon, another one. Oh, gosh, yeah. You know, um, God, did he write All the President's Men as well? I think he wrote that. No, I don't did think... He, did he not write that? Don't we have uh, IMDb? Yeah, yeah we'll check, check it. I mean, but seriously, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. No, um, it is but amazing. But Eric Z saying in the chat, Simon, uh, Simon, as a kid, I knew the song uh, by BJ Thomas, Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head, yeah. before yeah. I saw Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kids, my mother's favorite film. It's a tremendous movie. And again, I, I was exactly the same. I used to hear that on the radio all the time. Yeah. And I didn't realize it was in the movie. And I saw the movie, I was like, fuck, <laughs> look at that. Uh, Fishman, yeah. Fishman Dildo saying Princess Bride just got put out on Criterion Collection. It did. Yeah. That is something worth investing in. Uh, Jack Absolutely. Dennis, Jack, or uh, Miles Teller, My, as we know, hey, hey Miles. Uh, is uh, is in the chat. Sorry, Simon, never seen Princess Bride. What? Plan Wait, on. Who? Okay, well, you know. Simon, get his, get his address. Plenty, though, before watching uh, uh, Before Once Upon a Deadpool. Jack, genuinely, <laughs> email me your address. I'll send you a copy of this movie. I will pay for it myself, and I will send that to you. You need to see this movie. Is it on streaming? Sure. Can you see it for free? Is it on uh, streaming? Have, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'll send you, I'll send you a cable. copy. I'll buy it, and I'll send it's you a copy. It's on the HBOs of the it's world. It's not on Netflix, yeah. though. Uh, Zeno Hour so. is asking, uh, would an updated adaptation of Misery be a mistake? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Um, so a tragic loss again, uh, William Goldman. So that's uh, I'm just going to draw a line under the, the tribute part of the show. Um, we lost two tremendous talents this week. Um, thank you for for um, allowing us to talk about that on the show. Um, I think they warrant the time that we've given over to them today. Um, and both the sad losses, Stanley uh, and William Goldman. Uh, thank you. But we still have their work, which is amazing. Um, AFI Hollywood this week. Uh, it was a big festival uh, taking place here in LA. Obviously, if you have been watching the news at all this week, uh, you will know about the terrible wildfires that have been decimating uh, Northern California and here in Southern California, especially around Malibu. Um, I have a couple of friends who unfortunately lost their houses this week. Um, they've lost everything, um, but they're being surprisingly upbeat. And I think two people deserve a special mention this week. Uh, Scott Derrickson, the director of um, Doctor Strange, mm. uh, he was one of the people who who also lost his home this week. Mm. Um, if you want to see someone whose resilience and focus is beyond admirable, um, you need to check out Scott's Twitter feed this week. Mm. Um, it, it, seriously, his take on this has been remarkable. Uh, and also, and don't anybody keel over um, with shock from this, uh, James Woods, the actor, who I am politically on entirely the opposite end of the spectrum. And as a woman, sorry. And as, <laughs> and as I, well, I'm not a woman, but as you are a woman. Um, I, I have to say this week, um, he really impressed me hmm. by the fact that he, uh, on Twitter, used it for good. And he uh, linked people who were in need with people who could provide services to help them. Um, Even with Alicia Milano, who he has clashed with publicly, um, he approached it in a completely neutral way and was very helpful. And I think James, aside from uh, anything else, I think he does deserve um, respect and recognition for that. So, James, thank you for that. Um, 
that impressed and inspired me this week. But the AFI Hollywood, uh, a lot of premieres mm. um, got cancelled. In fact, all the premieres this yeah. week got yeah. cancelled. Uh, starting last weekend with Instant Family, um, and a lot of them at the, the AFI, anything that was basically past the, the opening night. And again, right through, and tonight, the favourite, uh, the premiere for that has, has been cancelled as well. Um, a terrible shame this mm-hmm. week, but what do you feel about the, the way that Hollywood uh, and obviously the AFI has kind of reacted to this in response to the to the tragedies. I think they did the right thing, yeah. I think, this year. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really, it's because a lot of Hollywood people have been affected by mm, the sure. fires as well. And, you know, you were like Gerard Butler. I mean, they're all tweeting about it and whatnot. Um, so, yeah. you know, it makes sense to not sort of, you know, go there, you know, because it's just it's it, the the feeling right now is just it's very you know it's it's somber and mm. you know again some people too that we lost this week it's just it's kind of a somber week and so yeah. why you know it's it's just I think it's a good move. No, it is a very good move, but I think too we we, we should also remember there were non celebrity people yeah, who lots. lost everything yeah, too. Yeah, very much so, so. You know, I mean, I I, I I get where we live. I understand. I think AFI. Uh, and all those folks, I think they did do right by by the industry out of respect. I think mm-hmm. it was a really good call. Um, but we should also not forget about the regular people who yes. are not celebrity. Yes. They lost everything as well. Mm-hmm. They may not have the means too to Indeed. you know to get these connections. Uh, so it's it's a tragic loss. These fires. Um, Throughout, like, and how it happened, or weather, mm. like, people are like, "Well, how can they be so bad?" I go, "Number you one, it's extremely understand. dry, yeah. and the wind." And and I saw them last week leaving the studios here, yeah. driving down Burbank Boulevard. You could see the thousand. I saw them driving in. Yeah, so it's that bad. I, you know, from where I live, um, near USC, and I, you could smell. Oh, I know. Uh, you know the fire, so it's just tragic in how fast. Yeah. Uh, well, it you know took what? Over. I I did a I was I I work for a company that puts on fan conventions. Yes. And we were um we had our fan convention for Once Upon a Time in <clears throat> Burbank uh, the, over the past weekend, and on Sunday three firemen walked into the uh, into the convention center just to kind of check out what was going on and and uh you know I I didn't, you know immediately you kind of look at them and go oh my gosh. What I'm standing here doing compared to, you know, they had a night, they, they, they had a break, they were wrong mm. for four days, and they had a break, and the, this, the Marriott where we were was the closest hotel for them to, to rest in, and so they had some hot showers, but they looked tired. Yeah. And, you know, and, and it's like, I what do you say to them? I go, thank you so much for all that you're doing. They're like, you know, it's it's their job. It's what they do. But yeah. still, it's just kind of, song, it was just very like, oh yeah. my God, I'm standing here promoting. <laughs> and, and this story is like well after the fires are contained and put out. I mean, we're, I was just, uh, uh, I just heard on the news this morning that they were using DNA mm. uh, to try to find people that are missing. I mean, there's there's many dead and there's hundreds missing, mm. just missing. So, you know, this story is going to affect California, the country, and all over, uh, I think, well, well after, uh, you know, the last fire has been put out. And 100%. they're going to be searching pe- for people, and that's yeah. the tragedy. And th- it, is, it is a real tragedy, and obviously, you know, it, 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 there are a lot of people, I think, logistically, when we're talking about things like AFI and events that are going on, 
it's the right decision. I think not necessarily because you're not seen to be celebrating, you know, where 25 minutes down the road or 25 miles down the road, you know, people are in they're, they're digging through the remains of their houses. And then you've got Hollywood gang. Let's pretend that this doesn't happen. And hey, look at my film. So I think out of respect, that's the right thing to do. But also, I think on a logistics point of view, these premieres whether even if it's a small one they take a lot of manpower in the city of los angeles police fire so many different things medical teams and i think in a time where really the welfare of americans and human beings and also animals um are really important i think to to take away any resource from that would be inappropriate Mm -hmm. um and I genuinely think it was the right decision. I'm very sorry that the AFA has probably received, AFI has received probably a little less coverage than they would have liked this year. Yeah. Um, but I think it'll they did exactly. It'll come back to them mm-hmm. tenfold. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a lot of respect. And also to all the talent who still turned up to these events and they introduced the films. And especially to the guys behind Instant Family who this week, they rather than having their premiere, they continued with the screening because a lot of kids were invited from from sort of uh, shelters and, and youth groups. So they continued to show that. Um, but also they screened the film at one of the shelters where families were being uh, t- t- taken to, to receive care and t- to receive uh, food and, and clothes and stuff like that. And they showed the film for them there. And I think that's really nice. So I know a lot of people do look at Hollywood and go, well, fuck us, we're all stuck up our own asses." But do you know what? It's a great community Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. who have done a huge amount to help people in the last couple of weeks. Lady Gaga's been out. Sure. Dave Grohl did a barbecue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, when when push comes to shove, the community does give back. Yeah. Um, And it doesn't matter whether you're a member of the community or not, they will still help you. And I think we have to recognise that. And I want to bring up something else too. It's all politics aside. It is all politics aside. You know, I mean, yeah. this is what community can do together yeah. when you're not fighting about politics. Absolutely. So I, I think that's a very important thing in, in today's day and age mm-hmm. where, where, where things are divisive, but they don't have to be. No. They don't have to be. And I think this brings us back to, uh, you know, to a very important place that we are, especially in the week running up to Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, let's yeah. talk about some other movie news and then we'll get to the week's big releases and a couple of big trainers dropped this week as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about Ben Wheatley, uh, Dreaming of Mandalay. He is <laughs> (laughs) going to adapt uh, Rebecca uh, for Netflix with Army Hammer and Lily James. Uh, Now, I... I I mean, I love Rebecca. I'm a big fan of Hitchcock. Big fan of Hitchcock. It's an amazing movie that I've watched a tremendous amount of times. And it still holds up. And it still still holds up. I saw it in the new Beverly about a year ago. It doesn't. Name one of his movies that. Yeah. I can't. But, I mean, what what do you think about... I'm kind of... You know, we still have the original. I don't mind. I would like to see Ben's take on this because whether or not you like Ben's movies, and I'm I'm kind of you know I, some of them I really like and some of them I think are terrible. Um, I, I I would be very interested to see his take on this. Yeah, and I, I'm and I'm actually encouraged by the casting as well. I think it's a mm. good cast. I think Army Hammer can handle that sort of you know broody. <laughs> he won't be Lawrence Olivier, but he'll be broody enough. And Lily James has that sort of fragile. You know, kind of uh, sensibility. Mm. So I'm encouraged. I guess it's okay. (laughs) For me, it's, it's, look, if, number one, if they were going to do this theatrically, you'd be like, what? Yeah. Yeah. And then a lot of people would be going, what? Mm. Like, what's for bad? So I think Netflix, you know, I I think, I think, I, I think that 
on this is where a remake of this movie you can get away with it doing yeah. it on Netflix. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because people aren't going to be as critical. Maybe not. Yeah. Um, because it's again, I don't, this isn't an advertisement for Netflix. I'm not saying, or, or I'm not saying anything good or bad about Netflix. I'm just saying I think it's an outlet. If you're going to do a remake of what many people consider to be a Hitchcock classic, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, necessarily, and if it's on the big screen theatrically, a lot of people are asking, why are you doing Hitchcock? But when it's on Netflix, yeah. to an extent, it sort of flies under the radar. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So you can get away with doing it there. And I'd like see. to see him, I'd like to see a unique POV. I'd like sure. to see him do completely, I wouldn't like him to do it from the same point that, that Hitchcock came from because otherwise you can't match what Hitchcock did uh, you really can't match talk that. to Gus Van Zandt yeah. I mean let me ask you I mean <laughs> I didn't I, I, yeah I mean I, I'll be honest with you I mean a lot of people really had a bad time with, with his psycho I didn't think it was I didn't think it was the you know the the turd that a lot of people made it out to be you know I don't think it's not as good as the original because you got the original <laughs> but it's basically the original done a different way but I don't hate it as much as some people I mean I mean, what do you think about as a as a upcoming or a director nowadays taking yeah. something as classic as a Hitchcock and trying to redo it. I mean, where, what sort of mindset do you think you have to be in? Either he's going to go completely the mm. opposite, you know? What would you do? I would never do it. <laughs> no, I, I just... How would I, be again, a director wanting to take well, something like Again, that? I think doing it on Netflix mm. is yeah. fine. I think if you're going theatrically, yeah. right? If you were going to redo Strangers on the Train theatrically, what? It's a it's a lose lose situation. Right. Yeah. Because this, we, we, we know the story. Oh, well, actually, I... Forgive me, I'm sort of kind of wrong on that. They did do a remake of Strangers on the Train, and it was Mama called Throw from, Mama from the Train. But and they just that watched really, and laughed all over right, again. But, but it's hysterical. Yeah. Yeah. That's a different take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not necessarily a remake, but it's Strangers well, yeah. on the Train, Chris Cross. Yeah. So when you're doing it on Netflix or even an Amazon Prime, yeah. that's a way to showcase maybe yeah. a talent, and maybe people will see that and... People who may not have seen Rebecca, yeah. if they're streaming, mm. they may see it and they go, oh, I want to see the original. Well, yeah. the original. <laughs> uh, let's move on from this. A couple of other things I want to get to before we talk about the big releases of the movie. Time for movie sports cause. Lethal Weapon yeah. 5. Ghostbusters 3. Uh, Lethal Weapon 5 <laughs> appears to be on again. Uh, Richard Donner saying this week that a new writer has been hired. Please don't. please don't just stop Uh, I love uh, the first two I I like the third movie four no Uh, just uh, no I mean no (laughs) just no and they have a a television series too I mean come on which is a better than you might think it would be (laughs) I'm the only one on the panel who's I'm not against it you know what I say I'm not Fuck you with the drive-thru. <laughs> Say, fuck you with the drive-thru. Always yeah, go to the that, counter. That, wait, no, no I just... just I, I, I'm just... Mm, I, I don't know. No. I got nothing against it. I got nothing against it. I just... But, so you, you would, but Mel uh, and Danny on board? Yeah, I'm yeah. just going to say. Uh-huh. I mean, and they are, I mean, they were too old for that shit in the 80s. <laughs> you know, so... So it's going to be their kids? Yeah, I don't, and I don't want to see that. I don't know. I'm not paying attention, but it's like... It would be great to see Donner... Back, yeah. Um, I don't. I forget the last thing he directed, what? and why? Well, I, I, I yeah, got nothing that's again. true. But I mean, I mean, I'd like to see him do something different. Um, but yeah, Lethal Weapon Five. Okay, okay. I watched yeah. that the same day I watched Lethal Weapon Four. Um, but yeah, see, Ghostbusters I like Four better than Three. Hmm. 
Well, you're wrong. Uh, go- okay, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Ghostbusters 3. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. You're not wrong. Difference of opinion. Difference of opinion. Actually, I didn't really like any of them after the first one, so yeah. I'm just going to... It always amazes me. When, when people interview Patsy Kensett, still to this day, they're like, oh. would you come back to the to the Lethal Weapon franchise? It's like, she uh, did! I'm dead. She did! She did! She any, any man of an age remembers how Patsy Kensett died. South yeah. Africans were the bad guys. Oh, yeah. Bitch, bitch, bitch. Uh, Ghostbusters 3, Dan Aykroyd <laughs> sees... Bitch, you blick. Um, <laughs> Dan Stoys tell her that. Great scene. Uh, Dan, Dan Aykroyd seems to think there's still a chance for Ghostbusters 3. Uh, In other news, that. Dan Aykroyd's the only one who thinks there seems to think there's still a chance for Ghostbusters it's so 3. true. But he was... No, 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 no. Five or ten years ago, I mean, I remember when I was doing a a TV show in the UK called Inside Hollywood, and I remember where there was a Sony showcase, and in the uh, in there was like a four quadrant uh, image of brands they were going to be doing again, and one of them was Ghostbusters. This was like 2011. We're now at least seven seven years, maybe 2010, seven. And I'm like, no, we had the Ghostbusters with 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 Paul Fee, which didn't go down particularly well and wasn't a massive success but I for various liked reasons. It. I'm just gonna put it, it out it's there. not the worst thing I've seen. Um, I didn't but well, we we but, we can go over that again. But you're wrong. Yeah, but that's why, that's why <laughs> my I'm turn. Okay being wrong. Um, but no, I just I don't I don't think we need. I don't want to go. I love Ghostbusters. Yeah. I love Ghostbusters too. I don't think. And I don't think it's, audiences uh, want to see. Look, look, <laughs> yeah. If 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 Ivan Reitman said it, then I'd be like, oh, they really are going to do yeah. this. I think no. I, I just I'm no, not on board so. with it. You're not going to get Bill Murray. You're definitely not going to get Harold Ramis. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. And they just we don't know. Well, it's, I'll tell you what you're going to do. Call Ghostbusters. Yes. Sure. Uh, Blumhouse TV, uh, talking of ghosts, uh, going to be producing, welcome to Blumhouse Corner, going to be producing ah! eight <laughs> feature-length thrillers for Amazon. Uh, yeah, so Amazon's going to stream eight exclusive Blumhouse features from diverse directors, which I think is is, is really Very good exciting. and really interesting. Uh, yeah, I mean, really great. Good. You know, I know the guys at Blumhouse have just released some stuff on Hulu this week, uh, which I'm going to check out if I have some time on, on Thanksgiving. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Blumhouse going Going amazingly now in the TV sector. I think mm-hmm. we're going to see more and more um, from them, which is yeah. great. Your thoughts on seeing this week? Were you surprised? Are they spreading themselves a little bit too thin? Who, Blumhouse? Yeah. Um, no. I mean... <laughs> Got to be devil's advocate. Look, but... look, look, if they... Uh... If they get the people involved and they get the, you know, like they said, the, all the different directors, then I I can't imagine why they wouldn't want to yeah. do something. And, like and let's, you know, let's face it, too. I think this is a... An overpour from uh, the haunting of Hill House. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, which did really Wait. well for Netflix. I did mean, we, but but this, here's the it? thing, though. I <laughs> did and, so good. But here's the thing, though. I said it did really well on Netflix, but we'll never know how really well anything yeah. does on yeah. Netflix and on Amazon. It's like having a girlfriend in Canada, right? <laughs> Maybe right. she exists. Yeah, Maybe she doesn't. she doesn't. Why do you have a picture that's laminated <laughs> in your wallet? That's just creepy. It came with a wallet. Of course it so, did. So, um, you said. <laughs> So horror now too is is really on this super highway. Yeah. 
And I think by doing yeah. something on Amazon where you're doing eight individual like movies, you're bringing in mm. new talent, you're farming new talent yeah. that could potentially do features for Blumhouse, I think it's a great idea. And I think Amazon are really sort of upping their game when it comes oh. to creating some original yeah. content. I was watching Homecoming this yeah, week, which is really great. Good. It's really good. Beautiful. I mean, I don't know if I entirely love the show, but the way that it's done, I mean, Amazon's some amazing stuff with that. Bosch is great. Bosch is great. Just renewed for yep. a sixth season sixth before season. five starts on Amazon. Yeah. So I think they're really, they're really taking it a bit more seriously well, they're, they're and they're really the creative Netflix. content. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. they're doing that. I think Netflix is spreading themselves, so then I'll just say that out loud. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah that's something for another week. Yes, we can discuss week. about that. Uh, a couple of things in the chat. Uh, Alex Panos saying a very good hey. tribute to, to first responders. Thank you, Alex. It's entirely our pleasure. It's my dad. Uh, that is your dad. Um, yeah. I wasn't going to say that, but you kind of... I can say that. Hey, spoiler! Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, Sky Patterson, uh, Lethal Weapon 5. No, thank you. Xeno uh, Hour saying Lethal Weapon and Bad Boys crossover. Make it happen. Hollywood sure. uh, at Simon Thompson <laughs> says uh, Lethal Weapon and Bad Boys crossover don't make it happen Hollywood uh, Sky Patterson Ghostbusters 3 uh, no how about the original Ghostbusters training new Ghostbusters or come up with something completely inventive and original and intelligent it's not that hard it's okay to let go let it go let the blood flow through the go. fingers okay uh, we're going to get to the week's big releases and obviously we're going to look ahead to next week as well because we don't have a show uh, day after Thanksgiving uh, let's talk about trailers first of all uh, Detective Pikachu. I thought that was gonna just, just be so, so terrible. It's horrible, right? Yeah. And I watched it and I went, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, I, <laughs> God damn it, I'm now looking forward to Detective Pikachu. Oh, God, I'm the contrarian. I text today. my son. How did that happen? I text my son, who's 25, and of course, Pokemon was <laughs> yeah. like his jam. Right. And I went, this is your shit. And I sent him the trailer, and he goes, oh, yeah, mom, thanks. Did you get the punctuation right, or did you go, this is your shit? <laughs> Mom, what do you mean? I was being hip hop. Yeah, <laughs> after you did the floss. Yeah, I did. Yeah, did yeah. The floss. And they uh, dabbed. The, <laughs> do they dab? I don't know if they dab. I'm uh, still so, raising. But the yeah, roof. so Detective Pikachu. Where? I mean, where did the did that come from? It genuinely know. looks like a really good fun. I Oh, okay. I thought it was like the worst idea. And like the fact, the fact that only this kid can hear Brian Reynolds as Pikachu, and everybody else hears Pikachu, Pikachu. Pika, Pika. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. that's kind of brilliant. You know the fan. I saw it online. <laughs> I was like, okay. And then I saw it on the big screen last night because oh. it was in front of uh, it was in front of Crimes of Grindelwald. Yeah, and it didn't. I, I liked it less. Oh, interesting. I, I just not. I don't. I'm just not. Feeling it, yeah. It's it's fine. We'll, we'll see. see. <laughs> I'm just I'm, I'm just keeping a, uh, hmm. a cautiously pessimistic, optimistic attitude. Well, I'm 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 very happy to to eat my hat and say uh, actually that's one of the movies I'm genuinely most looking forward to next year. I'm very surprised <laughs> by that. Uh, also, just before that, oh, can we just say an R oh, for Toy Story 4? Oh, oh, Poorly timed God. release of a trailer. You had like two hours and then it was like, you done! You done. <laughs> it was like, what? You got absolutely <laughs> decimated by Pika Pika! Uh, Toy Story 4, the teaser drop beginning of this week. Uh, everybody lost their shit. Yeah. They did two things. Yeah. They did two. Yeah. But the, 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 the first one. Bunny we're going to focus oh, on, yeah. God, it's, the key, it's Key and peel doing their Peele. car valley, yeah. yeah. right? It was hysterical. Awesome. Yeah. It was great. And then the, the, the teaser trailer yeah. itself was like... A, yeah, it's cute. But it's no, cute. that was that Key and peel thing that, that sold me. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Down. I, I, how did you feel when you saw Toy Story 4? Again, it was something I was very nervous about because Toy Story 3 for me was the perfect way to round that <laughs> oh, out. Oh, And when you kind of open that box again, it's like, I don't know if the magic's going to be there. I'm with you. I, I know, mean, but you know, they've done it so far. Each one, you know, you're getting a little more nervous and more nervous, but mm. they seem to still pull it out. So I'm, they do. Uh, I'm yeah. encouraged. Everybody, you know, yeah, I'm very encouraged by it. It's, it, it's Pixar. This is their baby. They, I believe that they're going to take great... TLC. They're yeah. going to give yeah. a tender, loving care and make sure that the audiences who've, who followed these these people, they're going to feel yeah. the warmth and t- tender, loving care as well. Sky Patterson in the chat saying, Toy Story 4, cute. Thanks, Disney Pixar. Xeno, uh, <laughs> Z- I was saying, uh, I want a Ducky and Bunny spinoff now. <laughs> yes. It could happen. It, it could happen. happen. <laughs> Disney Plus streaming service. Disney Plus streaming service. There you go. Uh, also this week, uh, another one for Disney. Uh, nice work again with this one, Dumbo. Why? This Why trailer. are you doing this Are you me? not a fan? I'm, no, I just, it, it made me cry it, it, all over oh, right, okay. I'm telling you. I can't stand it. Oh. And that's a movie. trailer. I know. I mean, the trip. I was Again, losing it. Cutting that. It's a great trailer. Uh, it's a it trailer. really is. Mm. And I, I, I tweeted, you will believe an elephant can fly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just wonderful. I can't wait. And I like Tim Burton. You Me know, too. I mean, he's he has yeah. also had some hits and misses, but I think he'll do something. What did you yeah. think? Yeah. Like, what did you think? Because you hadn't seen it. I had seen it just before you. You hadn't seen it yet. Yeah. You just recently watched it. Uh, I, I was just silent. And that's rare. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I just don't no. shut up. Uh, but that's true. I, <laughs> no, I really I, I don't, don't shut up. Don't uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's just, uh, to me, it's it's amazingly magical. I mean, so many of these Disney, the live action movies, some of them, I've, I've just really, I've really felt. I've yeah. really, you know, uh, Maleficent, I loved. Uh, I loved Pete's Dragon. I thought that was great. It wasn't yeah. really massively into Cinderella. Dumbo, I mean. Jungle shit, Book was great. Just. Yeah, Jungle Book Jungle was, was Book. great. That was really impressive. But Dumbo, Dumbo is something else. I mean, it just looks so magical. And the cast. Yeah. Let's please hope they just never do Bambi, okay? Can I yeah. just put that up? Oh. They don't ever do Bambi. I hope they change the ending. <laughs> but I don't know. But I no, I mean, I, I just... just get yeah, shot. I don't know. I, I, yeah, no, I don't think they'd shoot that. a real deer. <laughs> Jeez, this is not a snuff movie. Oh dear. Um, oh dear. But yeah, no, I, I, no, I, I, Dumbo. It gave me, you know, as the kids say, all the feels. All the feels. Um, it was, yeah, it was. It's crazy. Great. Like, and when you look classic at the cast, Burton. classic Burton up there with like Edward Scissorhands yes. and all the really emotional stuff. And it's gonna be, you. it's gonna hit the highs, the lows. Yeah, and, it's and he's got be... the whole circus thing to, you know, be like uh, oh freaky with, and yeah, it's gonna be. I, I love the expressions on certain people's. I mean, faces when. Michael Keaton looks great. Yeah. So doesn't Colin Farrell. Uh, Colin Farrell gets to play a good guy. He looks yeah. great. <laughs> Danny DeVito. Is a, I mean, it's a good and cast. Even the kids, when you get sucked into a trailer that's just a little over two minutes long mm-hmm. and it's not even showing you everything. Right. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Hey, Hollywood, there's a lesson for you. Yeah. <laughs> Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> Two minutes, Absolutely. don't show us everything. There, there you go. Okay, let's talk about uh, the, the movies this week, because obviously sure. we're not, we don't have a show next week, so we're going to cover this week's releases and touch on some that are coming out next week. Uh, first of all, it's a great week. Um, Scott is not here, unfortunately. Scott is at the uh, the launch of the Spirits uh, the Spirit Awards, Awards nominations, uh, in nominations yeah. uh-huh. Uh-huh. today, so he couldn't make the show, unfortunately. Um, but you... And Scott and I all feature in the trailer for Instant Family, 
Which is amazing. Amazing. I'm also featuring in the trailers for, and on the posters for, for Grindelwald. Yeah. Uh, which, we'll get to that amazing. in a second, which yeah. is great. So, it's a, thank you. It's, it's, amazing. Amazing. It's, a, it's a major well, win for this show. It's a great. Which I, is great. I was so happy and proud. Like, meet the movie press. Yeah. It, well, it legitimizes. I mean, all, I don't know of any other show, podcast or otherwise, yeah. other than Siskel and Ebert, but they were Siskel and Ebert, right? Yeah. yeah. And there were only two people. Yeah. Three. All three of us are quoted in ads for movies that we honestly believe in. Yeah. They, you know, we're not paid for it. We love it. And I was so proud. It was the first time for me ever. Mm. So I felt like Navin Johnson and the jerk when he sees his name in the phone book on somebody. And then two seconds later, a sniper goes, who's this asshole? And then he goes to kill him. He hates these kids. (laughs) He hates these kids. But... For for our show, and I think for Popcorn Talk Network, I, I just think it. I was so happy. Yeah, I was just giddy about that all week. And um, we really awesome. appreciate Congrats. it. And also, I was saying, obviously, I was on Bohemian Rhapsody just yeah. the, the other week, and I'm I'm I uh, I have been okay to to be on the home entertainment release packaging, which is great. But like you say, having your name associated with a product is great. But we only associate our name with films that we actually genuinely sure. really like, right? Um, and you know, it, it's it's a it's a great endorsement of this show by the fact that they will listen to us and they will put our names on those posters. And, and again, we really appreciate it. For so me, you. I gotta you know, I thank the popcorn talk. I thank you, Simon and Scott. You, you being a good friend and co-host and anatomy of a movie. None of this for me would have ever happened without this. And and we're not here tooting our own horns. But there is something special about it when a show that I believe in, we believe in, the audience who watches us, like, I, th- we have great loyalty, mm. they have great comments, and for when we can make a showing and say, Hollywood is taking us serious, yeah. I've always said, they pay attention. Yeah. That's that's the cool thing. So let's take Hollywood seriously for a minute, uh, which we Again? always do on the show, obviously. Uh, let's talk first of all about Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Uh, we touched on this last week. Uh, I know a lot of critics, that the reviews came out, and there's not a lot of love for this movie. Um, I am not the world's biggest fan of, of Harry Potter. I am not the world's biggest fan of Wizarding World. I enjoyed Fantastic Beasts. For me, I enjoyed this more. Uh, it has a lightness and a levity to it that that was, for me, lacking in, in the previous movie. Uh, some people have said it's darker, which I find is quite weird. I get in places it's quite dark, but but just felt, you know, a, a, a lighter cake. Um, and I think the character development is this. There's a lot of characters in this that I didn't care about previously. I really didn't connect with. I think the development of Ezra Miller's character is, mm-hmm. is yeah. excellent in this. I really like, however you feel about Johnny Depp, I really like what Johnny's done with the character. And I really can take or leave Johnny Depp, and I'm very tired of some of his shtick. Um, but I think he's done a great job yeah. here. And I think supporting cast are generally great. The new yeah. characters are great. It, yeah. I think it, I, I genuinely came out having really enjoyed the movie and looking forward to the next one, which is coming. Yeah. Well, we I, I actually have to say, I, I I felt like the first one was a little more whimsical and this one was a little more serious. Okay. Um, Interesting. I, I think that, you know, like Newt's character particularly deepens a little bit more in mm-hmm. this because he's, you know, he's kind of all... You know, I'm quirky and I, you know, and I'm absent-minded and I'm awkward. But in this one, you got to see some of the, you know, some some more of his relationships, especially with his brother. Anyway, I just and Queenie mm. is another character I thought got a lot more depth yeah. to mm. this time around. But depth was great. I mean, I think I think you know he didn't overplay it, and and he he was you know kind of scared me, but also at the same time sort of drew, drew me in. But of course, it was Jude Law's. 
Young Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Damn, that's what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was great. Yeah, I, I loved I, it. Genuinely, I mean, it was it, a, a pleasant surprise. It's it eye popping too. It's yes, like, it's so amazing to watch. Yeah, so but the Davids visuals. have done a great job with it. Yeah, They've done and, a really and good that's job. the thing too. Like I, I, I am a Harry Potter fan. Me too. And this reminds you why you're a fan of the movies and, and the books, but the movies mm. because. It really, like, the, the imaginative and magical world. There is light, but it can get dark. Yeah. Uh, but mostly, it's it's the core the core themes to Harry Potter, and now this, are family and friendships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how they're built. And whatever, whoever turns on who, like, it kept me guessing. It, 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 it weaved a really good story. Yeah. And then, like you said, there are parts like when you see Hogwarts and things. It, it, and I love the fact that it's in 1927. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a prequel to me that does what most prequels fail at. And that is it gives context. Yes. Much more context and depth as to what is to come. 100%. And I, I love that. And that's because that. Rowling is writing the script. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. clearly she's... <laughs> Looking at a weekend uh, box office of uh, domestic of 65 <clears throat> to 75. Some people are pitching it around 68. I think 75 is doable, which puts it around the same as, it, as first Fantastic Beasts. preview Beast. night. Yeah, and worldwide looking at 250 million. Uh, previews last night were of 9.1 million, which I think is, is pretty good, to yeah. be honest with you. That's, that's, that's uh, They should be happy. Instant Family. Um <laughs> Looking, it previews it took uh, 550,000. It's looking at a weekend of about 18 million. Uh, Instant Family, one of the best comedies of the year, one of the best films of the year. Um, I gave it an 8 out of 10 on IGN. Um, a movie that genuinely surprised me mm-hmm. and touched me in an incredible number of ways. Um, it made me laugh. It made me cry. Um, it's a story of a, a, a husband and a wife who look into adopting children and take on three young children. Um, it's a story that I'm actually surprised how many people that I have in my life who have some sort of connection to this story um either having adopted themselves or being adopted or having some members of the family who um were rehomed and 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 found new families um it's a great movie and i'll be honest with you it's really really good seriously i i think it's being undersold a bit by paramount and i hope it's not swallowed up too much by grindenwald this weekend because it's a movie that really deserves to be seen yeah it's a great movie uh, no you go ahead no go ahead for me it's a movie that's needed today. Why? Yeah. Because it's a feel-good movie. Yeah. Like, literally, I cannot remember the last time but I watched... But not sappy. But no. Like. It, it, it juggles. It, it walks that tightrope. There's nothing in there. Yes, all movies are manipulative, but there are somewhere, like, you feel like an AD is holding up a sign telling you this is the scene to cry, yeah. or this is the scene to yeah. lie. That doesn't happen no. here. And you walk out... And you know that you've welled up at a scene before, but it's all respectfully earned from the characters on screen. Everything felt real as as the movie Parenthood yes. by Ron Howard. It's a great, it's and a great likeness, it, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Parenthood's I just, I a really good say comparison. It's Parenthood right ever now. Yeah, I can't but even say more enough. relevant, I think, yeah. because of the just how it you know kind of brings together all kinds of elements of diversity and just oh. and just everything. And, and, and so, I mean, you've. You got to interview, I forget her name, but she, the, the oldest teenage girl. Yeah, I've interviewed Isabella her a couple of times Mo- over the Moner? last... Yeah, Isabella it, Mona. She is... She's s- tremendous. Tremendous. Every time she's on screen, she is completely... I think she's not like 15 or 17 years old. She's not particularly old. Seriously, she has. She is so watchable. She yeah. has such presence. Yeah. She, she really adds in the scenes that she's in, she consolidates... Yes. 
the scene. It's not like she's... A lot of these movies where you have younger members of the cast, they tend to be add-ons and they don't really... She adds a cohesion yeah. mm-hmm. to every single scene with Mark and with Rose and the other kids and everything. She is such a yeah, talent. She was the best thing in Sicario, She is too. remarkable. Yeah, she was the best thing in Sicario, too. She's going to be huge. Argue she was the best thing she's in... She's playing t- Dora t- the Explorer, yeah. though. I'm like... Yeah. Yeah. No, I, okay, I think she's... Go. I'm sure she'll do something. Yeah, I think she's a find. Yeah. Yeah. I truly do. But the other kids, too. And again, when I say real... Again, there's a fine line of being annoying. Yeah. Kids can be annoying, but you understood where it came from. I think that, well, obviously for the director, uh, this is a personal story to him. We're running yeah, out of time. So, no, it I is. Sean, yeah, I think, has yeah, done an amazing yeah. job. Um, it's, it's really, as I say in my IGN thing, it's it's a coming. It's really a coming of age of Sean uh, as working with the, the comedies that he's done and working with, with uh, Mark Wahlberg. They've both been working towards this. It's beautiful, <laughs> Sean. Massive kudos to what you've done with Absolutely. this film. So if you see Grindelwald, then go see Insta Family. Uh, see yeah. him at the same day. <laughs> uh, and Widows is also coming out this weekend. Uh, a lot of buzz around it. this movie. I finally got to see this this week. Uh, I didn't love it as much as some other people. I uh-huh. really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great thriller. Amazing ensemble cast. Uh, Dan Kaluuya, uh, again, doing a phenomenal uh, role. I mean, Violet is, is just amazing. Yeah. Uh, everybody in it really brings their A game. Uh, previews of 600,000 last night, looking at a weekend of 17.2 million. It's great. It's a really good heist, heist movie. Um, it, it, lots it's of, getting some Oscar talk. It's getting some Oscar talk. And I'll be honest with you, about halfway through the movie, I got to the point where I was like, I don't know if I like this. This is getting a bit slow. And then it shifts, and I'm like, shit. Ah. This Did is on, and it's it's either. really really good. I, it's <clears throat> seriously, it, it's worth it's worth your time and money this yep. weekend. Box mm-hmm. office looking like this, looking at a weekend of seventeen point two million. Uh, it's looking at a fantastic beast going to come in on top. No no uh, no sort of surprise there. Grinch number two, Bohemian Rhapsody number three, Instant Family and Widows. If you're looking to go and see a movie this weekend, while Fantastic Beasts: The Crimes of Grindelwald is a great movie, genuinely. I would say go and see Instant Family because that deserves your love this weekend. Yeah. It does. Uh, and it's a great movie. And it's a family movie. And I say fuck, which might come as a surprise. Um, so it's not for really small kids. But it's a great movie to take the family to this it, Thanksgiving. It, can we be realistic, too? We are going into a holiday week. Yeah. So you're going to have, well, your kids are going to be off of school multiple days. You can see more than just one movie. Yeah. So make it the family. Absolutely. And make it a family, it a family day. See it as a date. I, I can't express enough. You will come out yes. feeling good. You'll and there's a there's actually, I did a piece for Forbes uh, last night on the fact that Alamo Drafthouse, uh, some of their theaters around <clears throat> uh, the U.S., they're actually doing where you can have your Thanksgiving dinner for $20 served at your seat. Oh, um, cool. So if you want to spend Thanksgiving with the family, <laughs> you want them to shut up, you want to watch a movie, and you want them to put their damn phones down, down. <laughs> go to Alamo Drafthouse, uh, watch a movie there, shove food in their mouth, and everybody has a happy Thanksgiving. Okay, awesome. next week, let's very quickly touch on the fact that Creed 2 comes out next week. Robin Hood comes out next week. Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet comes out next week. We have to wrap the show up very soon. I'm aware of that. Uh, guys, what have you seen out of those, and what do you think? Uh, I have seen Wreck-It Ralph. Same uh, too, and I was I was, I was was definitely entertained completely. Um, of course, I haven't seen Creed 2 or Robin Hood. I'm supposed to see Robin Hood next week, so okay. we'll see. But I'm I don't sorry. know why they're making another Robin yeah. Hood, but that, that's just that. <laughs> yeah, I too saw Wreck-It Ralph too. Uh, I didn't think it was as good as the original, although extremely clever, sharp wit uh, throughout. I mean, genuinely inventive and original laughs that come out. We gave away the last third. It it gets a little ponderous. um, And it doesn't quite, for me anyways, have the heart that the first one did. However, 
the world in which it builds, you're going to love it because it's hysterical. Yeah. Uh, guys, thank you so much. We've run out of time very briefly. Uh, Dimitri, where can we find you on social media? And what are you covering on uh, Anatomy of a Movie this week? At DMovies1701. And uh, for me, I will be part of uh, Girl in the Spider's Web. And I believe they're also doing Boy Erased and then a, an extremely short, small version of The Grinch. Is what they'll be doing. Fantastic. Uh, <clears throat> Kit, where can we find you Kit on social Bowen media? Kit at the Movie Kit. Um, I, uh, yeah, I'll be seeing some movies next week, too. So I'll be <laughs> commenting on those. Uh- yeah, I'm Simon Thompson. You can find me at Showbiz Simon on Instagram and Twitter. Um, a couple of comments before we finish the show today uh, from Carson Bertrand. Very, very kind words from you. I've uh, been watching the show for three years uh, through oh. Jeff and Riley and now Simon and crew. And the show has always kept me tuned in every Friday since then. Huge fan. Keep up the great work. We really appreciate that. As it's right. Thanksgiving week this Thank week, we you. are thankful for you. Uh, Sky Patterson absolutely loves seeing the beautiful, intelligent, strong faces and minds of Kit and Demetrius on Meet the Movie Press. Oh, uh, bring nice. them back That's at Popcorn perfect. Talk. They will be back. Uh, and Sky, great job on the show today simon always doing incredible things uh, it is thanksgiving week so thankful to you guys thank uh, you. thankful to you guys and also veterans day this week thank so thank you to yeah. all who serve our country uh, past present or if you're thinking about doing it in the future we really appreciate it guys have a great thanksgiving we will not be here next week we'll be back the week after uh, if you like the podcast like share subscribe we're on youtube obviously you can find us on itunes uh, we're on spotify and podcast one uh, and many many other networks so if you like the show do us a thanksgiving gift and share the gift of meet the movie press <laughs> with the people that you love and it, the love movies it is free it's hey, my favorite price <laughs> everybody have a great thanksgiving we'll see Bye. you in two weeks time thank you so much Take care. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the owners or principals.